Father, we uh, do thank you once again for the opportunity today, Lord, just to gather in your name. And thank you for bringing uh, Arlen that we can uh, discuss what it looks like serving you in other parts of the globe, Lord. And I do pray that as we, as we do this today, it would encourage us, it would strengthen us, it would draw us closer together, and it would draw us closer to you, God, and maybe even call a few people out into some, some foreign mission, missions, some cross-cultural work. So I do pray you would have your way during uh, this time in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, we got, we've got a special guest, and, and uh, I really love this guy. I've uh, been around, uh, hanging out with him for a while, and one of my favorite memories with Arlen is uh, Gaynell and I were in Brazil with them for a while uh, doing a pottery presentation, and Arlen interpreted. He's like the best interpreter ever. You know, it's because sometimes the interpreters just go, blah, 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 blah. And, and like Arlen was like totally into it, and, and uh, someone got a picture of both of us like leaning in at the same time. I think he did better than I did, and I was doing a presentation, so I love that. And then what God has done through their ministry, we're gonna talk about that, to me is absolutely incredible. So Arlen, why don't you come on up? What a blessing to have you guys, or you. Oh, I'm sorry, did you figure out how to turn it on? Yes. There you are. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm, first thing I have to do is apologize. I, I came alone this time. So um, everyone always asks, where's Cynthia and the family? <laughs> I have a picture of them. Hopefully we'll show up. Oh, do a picture. Go there there they are. Yes. Now you see why everyone's like, where's your family? But there's our beautiful kids. They're growing up like crazy. And my precious wife, and as you can see too, um, we have five kids in the picture. If any of you have known us, we used to have four. So we're in the process of finalizing the legal part of this precious little girl, Bia, who is already a part of our uh, forever family. And it's a wonderful journey. So. so thank you guys. Even just to start off, just want to make sure I say thank you. All you guys for your prayers, the support of the Calvary family, those who follow along and been tracing with us over the years. Uh, we're so grateful, guys. So, so grateful. And it's a privilege and honor to be here and it's to be in the hot seat this the morning. Hot seat. He's, he's really nervous because Cynthia usually does the talking. <laughs> he's Cynthia's husband, by the yes. way, if you don't know. So, so that's kind of what he's known as. But now you've got to do the talking. I'll try my best. Yeah. So why don't you start? Tell us a little bit about Arlen and, and just kind of Give us a little history. Some people don't even know you. Okay. Yeah, my name is Arlen. Um, I was born in Canada. Pat hasn't, doesn't hold that against me too much. So born in Canada, uh, my family, uh, right from when I was little, my parents began to get involved in mission aviation, uh, utilizing airplanes to help support the efforts of people who are taking the gospel to remote areas, people who don't have the Bible in their language, who have never even heard about Jesus before. So I grew up very much in this realm uh, in Canada. And then also um, my parents moved, uh, was formerly called New Tribes Mission, now it's Ethnos. They have their aviation base just on the other side of the valley. 
So I even just noticed some of our Sulphur Springs Valley people, the whites over there. <laughs> and a great place. You do my high school years there, a few community college, but very much in this realm of missions that really impacted, began to form my life, my heart, and along with my wife too. We like to joke, Wayne. When I was a, a, a young kid, you can see my pictures. I have about five layers of clothes on, trying not to die in the snow out in Canada. And Cynthia has pictures when she was a young baby, year and a half, with almost no clothes on, um, trying to stay cool in the shade of the Amazon when her parents were involved uh, with tribal missions, indigenous missions down in Brazil. So both of these um, backgrounds, aspects, very formative in our hearts and our desire to be like, Lord, um, hey, where, how do you want to use us to help take this message of life uh, to those who've never heard? Okay, so then you guys obviously met somewhere did meet. from between <laughs> Brazil and you claim Canada, but really, really you're a valley rat. Yeah. He's from, he's from Elfrida. So kind of hey. just, just, last night he kept saying Canada and I'm thinking, I don't think he, so anyway. I'll, I'll throw A in a few times today. We'll just, uh, okay, right. <laughs> you got to do that, eh? So, so you guys, obviously you're, Let's, we'll, we'll do Canada just so you feel okay. better. For you're up here and she's down here. How did right. you guys collide? So um, both of us collided at a uh, Bible school in Wisconsin. I did come from Arizona, so already in the Valley, right up to Wisconsin. My wife came actually from Brazil. A wonderful two-year program that where they say where the missions and Bible are one. And... Um, what God did in my heart in those two years was incredible because I was like, I had my plan, loved aviation, I still do, and this was where I was going, and Bible school was just like a check mark. All right, got to get that done so I can go on to the next step. And God was like, <laughs> So having two years of your heart, your mind, and the word of God um, really transformed me, my relationship with Jesus, just getting to know him. And not only, I like to tell people, it was the Word of God who completely transformed, turned my life upside down. And this beautiful five foot six, brown haired Brazilian who was passionate for Jesus um, also just turned my life upside down. And God guided us with a completely different plans than what we had in mind. So it's a Bible college and a bridal college and a missions college, right? Amazing. It's need to add that to the that school works. of ministry here. You got to add that bridal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so you married this girl from Brazil, mm -hmm. and obviously God then I guess called you to Brazil, huh? Yeah. In a in an interesting way, we got married, um, and our hearts had been all right. Lord, where do people need to hear the gospel? And God had placed on our hearts a country called Mauritania. If you don't know, look on the map of West Africa. It's like 98, 99% um, Islamic, Muslim, almost 99% desert. And we're like, that's like the worst place. <laughs> All right, Lord, we'll go there if you need. We're heading that direction. Uh, but beforehand, my wife had been talking to the fa her father uh, about a small project in Brazil they wanted to do. So we're like, okay, this is where we're going. Really quick. We're just going to go down to Brazil for a six-month project, and then we'll continue our lives. Um, so if you guys are good in math, I went to Brazil for the six-month project in January of 2006. 
<laughs> so it's... <laughs> so that's a long six-month project. <laughs> so I, I'm assuming also, as you went to do your six-month project, obviously you fell in love with Brazil. God did a work in your heart to stay there. Totally. God used that trick, so be careful. Six-month projects can be dangerous, but it's wonderful because... Um, I, I love, you know, the illustration in Psalms, you know, 119 talks about your word is a lamp to our feet, a light to our path. And that's how God many times, almost all the time, not oh, maybe always, but reveals his will. And I used to be like, Lord, why don't you just kind of show me further down the path so I know what's coming instead of just seeing like the next step. And now, 15 years later, after the six-month project, I'm just so glad. I'm like, thank you, Lord. You only showed me the next step, the next step, because I would freak out. And you'd be like, uh-uh, no thanks. Uh, I'm not signing up. I'm out of here. If he showed everything he had. So it was like, okay, six-month project. And then as we're there, it was, oh, let's change this format. Let's get rid of this kids. Let's create something a little more dynamic, but in Portuguese. And then after that, I was like, well, no, let's do this video series. As we begin to develop, let's do it in English also. And, um, like, the only thing that stayed the same for us was the message. Our heart of wanting to help people see the gospel like what Jesus did in Luke 24 on the road to Emmaus with those two guys. They were just so confused what was going on. And Jesus took the time to ask the questions, walk with them. But then it says that beginning with Moses and the prophets, he explained to them everything that was written about him. And seeing that powerfully worked out in our own lives in ministry in Brazil uh, of, you know, walking people through, we like to call it the eternal story of redemption. And that's essentially, that's what Tetelestai is, the video series. It's 11 episodes uh, walking people through from where did the Bible come from, who is God, mankind created for this relationship, sin, and through key stories, um, they bring key principles of the gospel to life. Um, so all of that Say, that, that was been the same, but the format and the width uh, has just been amazing. Um, God opened our vision, then began to think globally. People, well, why don't you think about translating? And like one of our first translators from Indonesia started Indonesian and then began to grow to other languages, where now, 15 years later, uh, we, it took us over 10 years. The series was finished in 2018, finalized in English. Um, and now, um, three years after that, uh, we've had through partnerships of various types, uh, people working, volunteers in, in, in Paraguay, in South America, in Brazil, people even working here to work in translating, um, other places. We have it over 13 languages have been finalized uh, for the series of Spanish, Portuguese, Russian, Ukrainian, Arabic, Farsi, Turkish, um, and it's... It's an amazing thing what God is doing, where he's taking this and running right. away. So we, we jump quite a bit. So some people aren't familiar with Tetelestai. You kind of... Die jump. Kinda, yeah, well, well, you just kind of assume. So Tetelestai, uh, these guys did the series as he's talking about, and they did 15 parts, 11 parts? 11. 11 video ser series of, of the story of redemption. One of the best ever done if you want to use something, you want to look at something, one of the best. And I, how many of you remember a few years ago on television they had the Bible, that series, the Bible? 
It was horrible. The filming was horrible. The people were dirty. I remember I would watch that, and at that time, I would, I would get on Twitter and interact with people, and it's like the biggest thing was, do they ever wash their faces? I mean, I don't know why they thought the people needed to be dirty. It was weird. And, and a lot of it was real hokey. And one scene I remember that sticks out that these guys did. So they did Abraham taking Isaac to sacrifice Isaac and the lamb. And theirs was so bad. Like, it didn't do anything. You watch these guys. By the way, that was a multi-million dollar budget. Came out of Hollywood. These guys had a multi uh, million dollar, million cent budget and working out of Brazil with six people, right? And they did that scene so incredible. And they even got a lamb to participate and do his part. So that's my favorite thing, this lamb. Yeah. Listen to this lamb story because they didn't really kill it. It is ram actor ram. training. Ram yeah. actor training is very intense, but they... It's uh, hard? It is. It's okay. interesting. Communication well. is a barrier, but... <laughs> <laughs> Um, we live on a kind of small farm, four-acre property in Brazil. Uh, when my father-in-law acquired it, there were sheep on the property. And early on, one of them, what's a female sheep? You. You, right? Had twins. And these twin, two little guys, of all the, none of the sheep had horns. Um, but these two grew up, one was white, one was brown, had the coolest looking um, ram horns. And it was just perfect timing. No other sheep ever was born with like ram horns. Why you would think God was involved. You know? <laughs> and it was, it was perfect. And so we had this guy, he was grown up, getting bigger. He was probably a little over a year and some old too. And it was, and we're coming to the scene of Abraham and Isaac. And it was, so we, man, we got the ram. We actually had a donkey, put them both in this trailer, driving about an hour and a half to the filming site. And we had, didn't think through all the way, how is this going to work? We actually didn't do any RAM actor training beforehand. Should have. Um, but we brought him there, uh, very reluctantly on his behalf. But he showed up, and, and people watch the scene of when Abraham, you know, actually, something I didn't say yesterday. When the RAM is stuck in the bush, yeah. I'm actually holding the rope on the other side. That was... Well, it's just a little behind the scenes. So the ram's, you know, stuck in the bush. For the behind the scenes cut, you have to contact no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, after that, you know how the whole story plays out. Abraham sees the ram in the bush, and afterward he gets this, and it's so incredible. When Abraham picks it up, picks him up, ties his feet are tied, lifts him up, he's just completely just limp, like he's dead, like, you know, just lying there, <laughs> eyes open. And people will be like, did you guys kill him? <laughs> and like, no. We don't have the whole disclaimer, right? No animals were hurt in the production of this film, right? Um, and it was amazing. I think God was in it, again. That's yeah. great, yeah. And, and just, was, that is one little bit of so many stories, how, how God worked through this whole series. Um, with that, you know, you have to have real actors and extras. Um, and if the Kendrick brothers, you guys know they did Fireproof, War Room, those, those films, you know, I can imagine if they came to Brazil and they're like, hey guys, we're filming this new series, we need some volunteers for actors. You know, people be like, ah, you know, sign me up. Well, we went, started going by churches. We're, you know, we're nobodies. We recently moved there and like, you know, we've never filmed any series before. We don't have any name, but 
We would like volunteers who wants to participate to see the gospel be told and be proclaimed to the, to the world. And God moved in hearts. Um, over a thousand different volunteer, like pure volunteer, actually they almost, they invested, they paid their gas money, <laughs> the food to be involved. Over a thousand people from 200 churches participated in the, in the production of this. And it's a beautiful thing to see the body of Christ mobilized and being a part of everything of just what God is doing. And, you know, I, I guess maybe I'm biased, but it looks like you hired extras like they do in Hollywood, people who want to be actors. I mean, yeah. it's, done, it's not like the volunteers went and biffed the whole thing, <laughs> you know? It's like it's phenomenal. No, it's, yeah, actually some people, their teams say, you know, wait, let them watch it first and then tell them they're all volunteers. Because it is, it's very authentic. It's, yeah, the, it's they did a great job. It's, it's so you do, you do this filming, and I, so as you're filming it, as you're putting it together, were you thinking, we're gonna put this in all these languages, we're gonna make connections with different people that God's brought in your life since then? Or, like you said, that one step at a time? Yeah, no, step um, by step. You know, starting with Portuguese, even figured, okay, uh, how are we gonna get this into people's hands? And um, one of the amazing gifts God has given my wife has been, she's like, oh, let's go after so-and-so, let's talk to them. I'm like, I don't know, babe, maybe they don't like it, you know. No, let's, we need to talk to Josh McDowell. Let's go talk to Josh McDowell. <laughs> He's coming here to a conference four hours away. I'm gonna call them up, write them, be like, hey, can we have breakfast with Josh McDowell? I'm like, Go for it, babe. <laughs> and God opens the doors. And you're having breakfast with Josh McDowell. And having breakfast with Josh McDowell. <laughs> um, there's a satellite company, Sat7, broadcasting over the Middle East, North Africa. We should write them. Let's see if they want to translate this into Arabic. All right, go for it, babe. To tell us a partnership. They, they do all the dubbing into Arabic and Farsi and Turkish to millions of people where satellite TV, you can't block it. It's going into home as long as you have the right antenna. And God just began to open doors step by step. Um, Friday, two days ago, um, I was in a conference in California and um, a friend of mine, it was a whole other story how he even became our friend, incredible, I've become acquainted with a ministry called Jews for Jesus. Um, if you haven't heard, check it out. It's incredible what they're doing. And he's like, Arlen, you need to meet with David, the president of Jews for Jesus. So like, okay. So on my way from Los Angeles to Arizona, I stopped over in San Francisco and had lunch and hung out with, with you know, David who's been in the ministry for almost 30 some, 20 some, 30 some years in a ministry that has over 200 workers in 12 countries, you know, reaching out to um, the precious um, Jewish people who are like 0.1% are actually followers uh, of Jesus as their Messiah, like so small. And being able to be like talking with them and they're excited as they talk with me and us about, hey, we, we can partner to see this series dubbed into Hebrew and even into Yiddish and being used to reach out and explain this incredible message. So like, it's just bit by bit, God's grace as things begin to grow and incredible. So for to tell us, for some people, what if somebody here wants to watch it? We haven't mentioned that yet. Yeah. Um, it is on our website. 
later we'll probably have the, the graphic come up, tetelestai.io. You can watch it there for free, sign up. All the languages that we have available are there. Um, afterward, I'll have some flyers here in the corner too. You can get the websites and different info um, from me. Um, in, within US, uh, it's on PureFlix. Search into Telestai if you're a PureFlix subscriber. It's on Amazon Prime. You can watch um, some other platforms. There's DVDs available um, through a distribution partnership. I think even like at Walmart online you can buy them. So Amazon, different places, um, you get DVDs that way um, and streaming. So our, our heart is for people not just to watch it, but you guys as a tool in your hands to help you reach out um, to other people this message. I lost it. So, so uh, as, as you do that, as you're working through that, I, I had something in it just like, so talk some more. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> future, that's, so what, what are your plans now? We, you know, you mentioned, uh, as we talked about it being in Russian and some stuff you want to do, and then some other ideas you guys have. Mm -hmm. you, obviously, you want to get the Hebrew one done, but a couple other really yeah. important projects. Our overall um, initial goal is through studies of other smart people, um, they identified about 43 languages that are key. Um, from these languages, you can probably translate, of these 43, you can translate to any minority language in the world. So we've kind of set that as an initial big goal overall of, okay, let's get to Telestine to these 43. And a good, almost half are in countries where this white Sulphur Springs Valley guy, not kidding, <laughs> showed up on the screen, and his beautiful wife is on the screen. Just our, us, our faces, just already creates kind of barrier to the message. Oh, this is a Western thing. And culturally, even religiously, especially in the Islamic context, um, even throughout India, so with some dollar with partners, um, we decided let's film a different presenter, the same series, same visuals, same script. Um, so that's what I did this year. That's what I've been working on. I just finished the last episode about three weeks ago, four weeks ago filming um, with him. So that is something new. That was a big project for this year. Hopefully next year we can work with partners in India and it's incredible, the millions and millions of people. Um, who want to hear. So that's happening. But next year, big thing on our hearts is to be more involved in helping provide a resource for deaf people. Um, if you know, there's about 300 and some, about 350 different deaf sign languages globally. Um, there's over 70 million, they estimate, no one knows for sure, but estimated deaf uh, speaker, or signers, deaf people, um, you know, in the world. And they are, if you look in terms of numbers, some of the largest unreached people who have like zero access to the Bible. Um, reading is a, like English, someone living in the U.S. who comes, who's deaf, grew up in a deaf home, reading is a whole second different language. It's not their heart. You've got to learn to read. It doesn't make sense, you know, we learn reading and writing because of our, the audio, audio through our ears. Um, so to see, have access to the Word of God, truth has to be in sign language, and it has to be visual, in video. And these are some things that have grasped our hearts. 
Um, so we're hoping next year, no, our planning next year, uh, we'll be filming in the same way a deaf um, presenter in ASL, American Sign Language, along with a deaf presenter in a Brazilian Sign Language, as hopefully as step one to be able to resource and be a part of what God is doing uh, in reaching out to these deaf communities. And it's, it's crazy. If you guys know, just last year, American, in American Sign Language, they finally completed the translation of the whole Bible, which is wonderful. But what about the rest of the 300 and some? Like, this is to the American, us, with our resources that long. So it's a very um, intense, very strategic focus of the body of Christ and wanting to give, get the gospel to these hands. So we're excited as things move forward to have a small part as we move. Good. So let's transition a little bit in getting involved in ministry. And, and I'm thinking across cultural missions. So obviously you have a high level of education, so it got you in this position and opened doors for you. Yes. Yeah. You, that was sarcasm. Just kidding. We, we, last night, we mentioned, I don't have any letters before my name, but then Pat saw I have a little business card. He's like, got a business card that says president. Un, but it's underneath my name. It has, <laughs> he's been teasing me ever since. But <laughs> he's a president. He's presidential. So what an but, honor to sit no. with the president yeah, today. <laughs> but no, like you said, two years of an amazing Bible school and... 15 years of God's school of filmmaking and school of ministry that I still haven't graduated yet. But. So if I, want, if I want to get involved in cross-cultural missions and we're just going to use your huge organization, I kind of sarcastic, what do you, yeah. what do you have, well, 12 people now? There's about, yeah, still six, about eight core full-time members. Like when you see the filming and everything, that's not like, wow, look what Arlen did. No, I'm... There's some other amazingly artistic guys, part of our team, who've worked through this. Uh, it's wonderful. But we are a small team with another, beyond that eight, about five or six people volunteering. And so helping. I want to come, come down. I want to serve with you guys. What, what do you recommend for me to do to get started? Um, first thing, go to the website. There's a little form you can fill out. Hey, I'm interested in volunteering. And it really depends on the position. Um, a lady who works in video editing over in North Carolina just wrote us out of the blue, like, hey, I'm a video editor. I love what you guys do. Do you need any help? And we're like, sure. So that type of interaction, she having an impact. She's doing a whole amazing project we're working on um, for doing the visuals to have Old Testament audio underneath it. Anyways, it's a whole other thing we're doing. You know, it was minimal. I have a skill. I want to volunteer for a specific project. Somebody wanting to come on more long-term uh, with us. A couple of the th things we require prerequisites is one is some Bible training, understanding, um, and seeing the impact on our own lives, how important that dedicated time is in going through just the Word of God and being equipped, getting to know Him. Because that's the foundation. Um, you can learn skills. You can, you know, learn all this stuff. But if your relationship with Jesus, that's the foundation. That's what keeps you going. Because if you guys didn't realize, when you're working, you actually have to work with people. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and <laughs> when you work with people, it's not always a bed of roses. So 
and as you work with problems and faith and trusting. And a lot of times when God calls you to something, most of the time it's going to be impossible in your eyes, okay? Just you know you're on the right track. If your heart's being moved to something that's way bigger than you, seems impossible, that's a good sign. But you got to know you don't only trust Jesus on the same level that you have intimacy with him as you walk forward. So that's what we call one of the big keys. Right. So they've got to have something here and then uh, maybe get involved, maybe come, come down. Yeah. We have opportunities if someone, because it's both ways. Someone come down, hey, if you want to come for six months. Get to know us, you know, us get to know. It's not just even, hey, getting to know that person. Are they a good fit, what God's calling them? But they got to get to know us. And they're like, uh, no. <laughs> you know, you have an opportunity to graciously bow out and be like, bye, guys. So it is that you can get going, get your feet wet, um, and just see. And we dialogue what God's moving in your heart, different areas. So you see maybe, maybe in the future, last night I brought up, maybe in the future we should like get a training center, a cross-cultural training center there on the property? There we go. <laughs> and we can get something going? Only if you come down with it, so. <laughs> Part-time. Part-time? Okay, yeah, these guys. You can, I was thinking you could spend the summers in Brazil because that's our winter time. So, you know, highs mm-hmm. of 88, lows of 75. Okay. So. <laughs> anyway... Working that way, getting yes. people involved. And uh, training. And go ahead. Like what you mentioned, we talked even, it's the, that's a key thing of, of, of the equipping and training. Even for us, we have three main words to kind of describe our vision. Produce, train, and equip. And as I've mentioned, kind of the train is kind of the shorter leg of the tripod, as you could say, that we do need to um, develop even more. Because um, I'm not going to be around um, forever. I won't make any other comments. I did it last night. <laughs> you can say uh, it. No. I said, I said, Pat's getting older. I'm getting older. <laughs> and we do we have that mindset already. Hey, how can we equip others to come alongside us right now, pass on the experiences, the connections, and, and really, people, they're so full of ideas and creativity. And to really help enable, equip, and release these guys and just what God has for them. And one of the areas I love, like what we're involved in, is today impacting um, even cross-culturally. Even, I mean, cross-culturally, I don't know what type of diaspora, even here in Sierra Vista, of influx of immigrants. I mean, that's something even right here you can be involved in. And what the, the variety of means, there's people I know doing, call it digital evangelism. They're using very specific um, Facebook targeted ads based on interest to catch people and people who are already seeking and being able to connect them with people who are talk and walk them through the gospel and it keeps going and connect with people on the ground. In closed countries where you don't go on the street corner, you don't have a television program, you don't have a radio program, you don't have a church building um, and you can't be on the street being like, hey, anybody want to know about Jesus? You know, it just doesn't work that way. But there's these amazing means like we talk, we need, we need the geeks who are focused and can program, do stuff with cybersecurity. Like all of this is being used. The artistic realm. Um, I was raising up in, in the graphics and design and the film. Um, and beyond, of course, there's so many of the, the variety of ways um, that being involved. And that's why the relationship with Jesus is key. And say, all right, Lord, how? 
Do you want me to be involved? Because we need the whole body of Christ if we want to get the gospel to the whole world. And I like last night you mentioned that the fact that if you're not a missionary here, you can't be a missionary there. Yeah. So you can't, you can't think if I go someplace, then I'm going to start yeah. evangelizing or whatever. Yeah, airplanes don't have that power yet. If you kind yeah. of get in and then, and when you get out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we're getting close. Uh, we didn't talk about how you guys were affected. Talk oh briefly about you guys got impacted pretty briefly. hard with COVID. Yeah. Yeah, in July, um, I was away filming the version I had mentioned uh, with this new presenter. Um, so I wasn't at home, and I got word, uh, text, my wife saying, hey, my mom tested positive for COVID. And then and my dad's positive. And then Cynthia's saying, I'm positive. And um, so I finished up what I was doing, came home, and stayed at a separate house. We had a property. My in-law were, oh, there we go again. We busted the time again. That must be your phone. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Might no. Where's your phone? And that wasn't your no. phone. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. Sorry, the time last arrived. night the same alarm went off. Uh, and in, over in the same area. Just saying. Okay, so anyway. So, anyways, I come home, separate house, and I'm in this other house. I can running to the pharmacy, medicine, shopping, trying to be support, but I didn't. We decided it would be better. Don't enter in because, hey, let's keep you healthy at least. That's what happens. Um, so praise God, my, my wife, you know, Cynthia, came through okay. Her mother, too, was a very light. But my father-in-law um, just kept going downhill, um, getting more his lungs, his oxygen levels to the point where he was um, taken to the ICU for about three weeks. Uh, he was over about nine days. He was intubated. And... Most of the time, that sense is, okay, when the tube goes in, you know, you don't leave the hospital, at least alive. Um, but we praise God. God said, hey, old man, I have plans for you. You're not done yet. And after three weeks, he was back home. It's been, yeah, almost not quite two months now. And just praising God through it, praising God for his care. And um, I know everyone's going through different health issues and traumatic situations of what's happening and just seeing God's care through it all and a, a verse I'll try and be brief that was really key for me an area um, was in John chapter 6 and on version app you know the Bible version app there's this amazing reading plan called God's love letter to you to the world to you to you um, that Calvary Chapel Sierra Vista published <laughs> incredible I love it if you don't read through it follow it it's amazing. So I'm, I'm following along, and I'm in John 6. It was like the Thursday to the Friday when things started going downhill, or Friday to Saturday with my father-in-law. And just, you're not knowing, is he going to die? Is he going to survive? What's going to happen? You know, your mind starts to go that way. And that is, in John 6 is the story where Jesus purposely sends his disciples out in the boat. He knows the wind is going to come up, and the waves are going to come, and these guys are going to be, you know, freaking out for their lives in the storm. But it's in the, Jesus sends them into the storm. He waits, and then he comes out to them. And, you know, you guys know the story well. He's in the middle of the storm walking. They're going, ah, it's a ghost, you know, freaking out. And Jesus says, the way it's translated, he says, it is I, don't be afraid. 
But another way you can translate that, it is I, it's the, the Greek ego eimi, is um, simply I am. It's the same way um, if you look the Septuagint, the Greek translation of the Old Testament. In Exodus 3, when God talks to Moses from the bush, you know, what's your name? He says, I am ego eimi. And what God spoke to me at that moment and just saying, first of all, he said, I am. Am. Like, this is, this is God, the creator. And he's walking on the water. Like, he's stepping all over the stuff that is freaking them out. Like, he's chill. So he's walking on that thing out to them, and he says, I am. This man proclaiming himself to be the eternal, self-existent, all-powerful creator God. And he's the one who tells them in the middle of the storm, don't be afraid. <laughs> That's really nice, Christian, you know. Um, but that's what Jesus says. And, and you look up afraid. Afraid is um, this undesirable expectation of something bad happening. In that sense, I don't know if I got the definition right. And what God spoke to me was like, if the loving, all-powerful creator is right there and he's in control, how can you then have this expectation of something bad happening for you? God loves you and it will be good. And that was incredible for me. And pass on to you and just for my heart and the situation, not knowing, you know, being in the middle of the storm still, how things were gonna work out. And so um, it's a beautiful thing. God is so faithful as he carries us through storm after storm and he's continually there. So as we wrap up, how can we continue to pray for you, your family? Awesome ministry yeah pray for us um one yeah continue wisdom focus uh, as a ministry wisdom as you brought up how can we healthily grow as god desires so that we can fulfill what his plan is for us um in that so that's a huge prayer request and just god's continued provision he's been faithful with each of these projects um and something yes as a family you know, one, you see we're in the adoption process. Please pray that that will go through. In these next few months, everything will be finalized. Um, it would be wonderful for that. Uh, and with that, one thing more in our hearts, uh, as we're like, wow, you know, you guys are working, you have connections globally, wow, you know, equipping people to reach the gospel, really cool. Yet God has weighed on our heart a lot of like, but as a family, how can I not just equip people to make disciples of Jesus, but how can we be effective ourselves making disciples right where we're at? And how, I have a 15-year-old at home now, you know, and a 13-year-old, and how can I be an example in cultivating together as a family, um, hopefully get that into more in our DNA of, hey, we wanna impact where we're at to make disciples, and it's a challenge. So please pray for us in just specific ways and God directing and not letting fear hold me back. Teenagers are a challenge in Brazil? Well, not mine, but. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. All right. Hey, thank you so much. And we're going to put up a, oh, yeah. a slide that can, uh, gives you some information. We'll leave that up for a while. Uh, I don't know if you can QR code it from your seat, but uh, <laughs> we'll leave that up as we're closing and you guys can have, get that information, take yeah, a picture of that. Yeah, it'd be wonderful. We have the Facebook. If you want to follow us, the Instagram. And um, yeah, that's the best way to kind of to stay up on how things are going, what's happening. 
So, yeah, so leave that up, and why don't we stand up and let's pray. We'll pray for Arlen. All right. Father, uh, we do thank you for today. Thank you for gathering us here. Thank you for this man, Lord, and I pray that you would continue to uh, bless him uh, Lord, give him the energy that he needs, the stamina he needs. And Lord, I, I pray for him and the family and uh, God, that they would stay healthy and well. And we do pray for this adoption, that you would work in a mighty way and they would uh, gain another family member, Lord, and, and work that way. But God, we pray for their projects, their upcoming projects, that Lord, that you would have your hand on those and, and they would be able to be accomplished in a timely manner and they would be fruitful, Lord. Thank you for the ministry of, of to tell us what's going on there, how you're reaching out, the things that I'm sure you're doing that they haven't even heard of. But continue to bless them as a family, work through them. And Lord, as uh, Arlen uh, travels, we pray for safe travel and for him to get back to his uh, family safely. And again, thank you for letting us uh, listen and hear and be part of this ministry. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.